begin, everyone. Good morning. Uh, today is Daf Yud Aleph. We're going to do a review of yesterday's Daf Daf Yud and then get to today's. And we're having the Martin for Shlema, to Eimer Basdvora, to uh, Ronya Basara, to Hadas Basranya, and all who else who need a refuah. And Ilu Nishmas Din Bashulam. Okay. Gil Ben Yosef. And Gil Ben Yosef Halevi. Okay, so yesterday we we started with the Mishnah on Dafyud, the Hetern of 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 Nedarim. Very interesting, how basically there are different laws in Torah, and some of them are very very little basis. So much so that they're basically saying there's very li- there's almost no basis in the Torah, um, mm-hmm. and that that's the, in that category is Hetern Nedarim. It's floating in the air, is the Mishnah's description. Um, Shabbos Chagigos Milos. There's something, but it's like a mountain hanging by thread. So just to visualize that, it's like very, very little um, um, source material in the, in the Chomish um, for many, many laws. And then you have some that are like sufficient. And that's uh, the next category, Dinin, Avodos, Taharos, Tameos, Arayos, all of them have on what to rely. There's real sources for everything. And they're Gufi Torah. Question is, what do you mean, their Gufi Torah and not the rest of it? We'll get to that. So that's a question coming up. Suspended by a hair lasting millennia. Yes, 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 exactly. Suspended by a hair, but yes, yeah, still around. Right, I'm saying that's that's what that's what it's based on. By a hair of God. She says, hair of a head. Okay. Um, so, Rabbi Eliezer uh, says, what are you talking about that Hetan Torah doesn't have a source in the Torah? Of course there's a source in the Torah. It says the word Kiafli twice. One is a Haflal Hetar, the other one is Haflal Isr. And that uh, shows that by clarifying what he's trying to say, one can permit. Um, Rabbi Yeshua says there's another source for that. It says, I swore my anger, implying that if it was in anger, you can retract, you can retract it perhaps. Uh, Rabbi Yitzchak says that uh, there's a basis. It says nidiv libo. It says how uh, he has to be uh, gifting from the heart. There has to be a heart has to be into it, in order to be obliged. Uh, Chananya, the nephew of Rabbi Yeshua, said that there's another source. It says nishpati v'akayemo lishmor mishpatei kecha. So you have to you swear. There's a separate uh, fulfillment of the swearing. You know, meaning you could un you you have an option not to. And uh, Rabbi Yudha says in the name of Shmuel that all these answers, with all due respect, um, says he's quoting Shmuel as saying that if he was there, he would have said a better answer, um, better than all the rest. And that is from the words, Lo Yachel Tvaro, that, uh, that he cannot be mechel, but others can be mechel for him. So uh, Rabbi says, you know what, all the other ones have a pircha, but Shmuel's one is indeed the one that holds um, and stands strong. And the reason, and we go through each of the other answers. So the reason why Rebbe Leitzer is not clear is because it could be that it's coming to, because the word kiafli, which means he speaks clearly, it's a hundred percent. So that could be coming to counter or to express the halacha of Rebbe Yudah in the name of Rebbe Tarfon, who says that nobody's a nazir in the case where they 
basically we're pointing to somebody and saying if he's a Nazir then I'm a Nazir and he says if he's not a Nazir then I am a Nazir and the other one says if he's a, if you if either are you are a Nazir then I'm a Nazir the point being nobody's a Nazir because nobody's knowing with certitude that what they're doing if they're taking on to be a Nazir or not and Hafla means that there's a clarity of acceptance um, so and that comes from this word Kiafli so the bottom line is it's used um, the other um, is Rabbi Yeshua's answer. It says, So that doesn't mean that it's retractable. could be that he swore in his anger and he has to keep it, because even though it was in his anger. Um, Rabbi Yitzchak uh, could be coming to counter Shmuel's opinion, because Shmuel says that in order for a vow to be a vow, it's not enough just to take it on in your heart. You have to actually express it in uh, verbally, and uh, and maybe this is used, the words and the div libo is saying is countering that, saying that's not true. It's good enough to be obligated, even if it was just a complete acceptance in your heart. What's your opinion, Robert? What your own opinion on that? On this thing of oh well, it sounds like that we uh, we paskin that you actually do need to um, to express the vow. We paskin like Shmuel, but. Um, it's it, what I find interesting is that when we do uh, on, on, uh, before the holidays there's something called Heter Nedarim where we go to a Bezin of three and we want them to release us of any vow so we shouldn't be bound to any vow and we even include accepting a vow only in our heart without actually speaking it out um, that we shouldn't be we should not be bound by that so why would we need to speak it out if we don't paskin like that so um, but uh, it's not on me to issue a ruling on this. This is already established what the law is. Because, yes, but we could, there are several opinions, right? So we could always... Yeah, but the Shulchan, no, the Shulchan Aruch establishes what the law is, accepted law. And, uh, you know, there's, there's certain rules. You, it's not like every rabbi can just mm. say what their own opinion is. It's, uh, it's pretty well established which way the, the final outcome is. You can pick. It's not picking and choosing. <laughs> All right, next one. He tra- trust me. If it was possible, he tried already. Okay. Right? Try my best. Sorry. All right. Anyway, um, what about Hanania, the nephew of Rabbi Yeshua? That could be like Rav Gitel said the name of Rav, who says that when you can that, that there's an ability to make an oath even to fulfill the Torah. You might think maybe you can't make an oath on that. And then say, no, So even to keep the Torah, one can make a vow to fortify his strength, his resolve to fulfill the Torah. But Shmuel's one was the one that doesn't have any pircha, it's you can't, but others can, and that is one that stands, and that's the expression, one sharp pepper is better than a basket full of Melons. Gourd. Melons? I say gourd. Gourd is better. Curry. Curry. I don't know. Curry is gourds always. It's cor- cor- that's, I don't know how they t- translate it as melons. Okay. Melons don't really fit. Okay. All right. Next is the laws of Shabbos. What's the problem with the laws of Shabbos? Why are you picking on the laws of Shabbos saying that, that it's not written in the Torah? Of course it's written in the Torah. The answer is we're talking about a very specific law related to Shabbos. Um, someone who digs a hole on Shabbos, he does not need, and all he needs is the dirt. So he's potter. Um, he's potter from from that. Okay, he's okay. Um, he's potter. Um, uh, so Gemara says, "What do you mean? Uh, because he didn't mean to dig the 
the pit. He just meant to get the, the dirt. So the Gemara says, what, you go going like Rav Shimon, who says, says, now in this case, even Rav Yudah might agree, because the digging a hole is, um, is, uh, is mekalkel. So basically, um, and that's a very small basis for this. So why is it a mountain hanging in a hair? Because the source that you're not chayv in such case is from Meleches Machshemes. The Torah doesn't say outright that on Shabbos you need Meleches Machshemes. Mm-hmm. It's strictly coming from the oral tradition that Meleches Machshemes Asra Torah, which is a very basic Torah principle for, for Shabbos. And it only hangs on by a thread. Okay. <clears throat> Next one is Chagigas, which is how we got into this probably because Chagiga is our topic. It's also mountain hanging by a thread. What's the mountain hanging by a thread? It's written in the Torah. So the answer is, is the word Chagiga doesn't really um, necessarily mean a specific carbon. It could be celebrating. You know, the word Chagiga, let's the Lachog is to enjoy, to, to have a party. Um, what? To celebrate. That's yeah, all. It means, could be just mean a celebration, right? If so, you bring, if you bring, or pay for it. Right? <laughs> One or the other. Or One head, or the head, other. Head, head. Bring or pay. <laughs> All right. Just <coughs> okay. Finally. Finally. You know. I, I taste, taste it. Finally, it's good. All right. So, um, so basically, Rapapa said, uh, like Rapapa said, Abaya, how do you know that's what Chagosa means? So the Gemara says, how could you say that's not what it means? It says, And there, it obviously means Karbanas because that's what Moshe told Paro. You also give us Karbanas. Obviously, it's to bring Karbanas. So the Gemara says, maybe it's eating and drinking and, uh, and, and celebrating. Um, so the Gemara says, no, doesn't it say, which is also clear that is carbon. And don't tell me that's, uh, for, uh, that, that that's for every, uh, you know, uh, don't tell me that's unique, uh, that this, that, so, uh, so that you can't leave over fat. Obviously, that's a, that's a carbon that we're talking about. So the Gemara says, maybe it's saying, Chalev, if you have Chalev, and you're bringing it during the holiday, not that you have to bring a car, but if you do, so then you shouldn't leave it overnight. So the Gemara says, and what if it's not on the holiday, then you're allowed to leave it overnight? That's a din and everything. So the Gemara says, maybe it's to make it a lav, and that's in other places in Asay. It says it in another lav, so maybe it's two lavs in an Asay. So the Gemara says, you know what, it could be that this is just an extra lav. And that's why, since it's not 100% clear, it falls into the category and it's only based on the Gzir Shava that we know that it's referring to Karbanos, because it says, and it says, So you see, it's Karbanos. Now, um, just like over there, it's Karbanos, so to here is Karbanos. How, why is it a mountain hanging from a thread? Because that other Pasuk is Navi. It's not Torah, it's a Pasuk in Amos. And uh, if we bring a Pasuk from Navi, that's uh, hanging by a thread. Okay, next is Mi'ilos. Um, we said that's not written in the Torah. Why is it not written? The answer is we're talking about when the Shleach does what he was sent to do. That's in the Baal Bais is Moel. Um, but if he doesn't do a Shlichos, then the Shleach is Moel. Now, why when the Shleach does it, would the Baal Bais be Moel? He, the one who did the Avera was the Shleach, not the Baal Bais. So Gemara says, what's the question? This could be learned from Truma. It's a Gzir Shava. Um, it says the word Chet here. It says Chet by Truma. Just like Truma, we say Shlucha Shalad and Kamoso. So to here, even though the general rule is Ein Shleich Barbera, maybe this is an exception. 
Um, so, and it's sourced pretty well. So why do you say it's not sourced? So Gemara says, you know what? It's because of this case. Where if the Balabai is after he sent him, remembers that, uh, that, it's, that the money that he gave him was, uh, was uh, hektish money, sanctified money. So um, the halacha is, is that uh, the shleich had no knowledge of it. The shleich is going to be more by hektish. What did this poor shleich do wrong? Nothing. And yet he's going to be needing to bring the karpanas and everything. Who's paying for it? The Balabas or the Shliach? Shliach, everything. His own money? His own money. That's right. That's what. Don't take a Shliach. Yeah, I think that's what. That's what Yank Yarman said. You see, next time you learn not to do anybody a favor. Yeah, exactly. It's not a good sample, no? Okay, no, so that's what we'll get to that. Anyway, so Ravashi says, what do you mean? <laughs> that's how it goes. You know, a lot of times you use money that's Hagdish money, it, you're, you're, you know, it goes to Chul and it's a problem. It's just the way it is. So Ravashi says, maybe it's for a different thing. If you take a stone um, or a beam from Hagdish, that's not mold. If you give it to somebody else, then you are mold Hagdish. So, um, so that, that's... Uh, um, so, so the Gemara says, what do you mean? You take it, what's the difference? If I take it, if he takes it? The answer is... No, that's like Shmuel explains, and that's not a, so strange, because uh, we're talking about the treasurer. The treasurer, when he takes it, it's not taking it out of the land of Hegdish. When he gives it, then it's going out of Hegdish. So the Gemara says that's not the it, it's the next line, because it says that if he built it into his house, he's not Mo'al Bagdish. If he lives under that area, then, and he benefited to the Mount of Abruta, then he's Mo'al Bagdish. What's the difference? So the Gemara says, that's also not difficult. He didn't build it. He just put it over the skylight. So the only so it's not attached in any way. So you didn't do any shinoi. So, um, and now, when you benefit from it by, you know, the sun's not able to get in and you're protected, then that is a benefit from the Hegdish property. Anyway, so the Gemara says, you know, you're right. let's go back to Rava's answer. And the reason why this is different than regular Hegdish is because over, over there, the person knows he has Hagdish money somewhere. So you, uh, there's a level of culpability, of guilt. After all, you should have been more careful. Remember, we, you have to put it on yourself to make sure that you have good notes. You know, that this is the Hagdish money, you mark it well, that you shouldn't forget. Um, but the guy who's a shliach, he had no way of knowing. Kai asked him to do him a favor, he did the favor, and now because the guy retracted in the middle, and he regrets that he sent him as a shliach. All of a sudden, it's on him to have to pay for everything. It's, uh, it's unfair, and it really is unfair. And that's what we say. It's a mountain hanging by a thread. And that is the review of yesterday's daf. Shout out to the two dots.